Again, happy Father's Day. Today in America, we celebrate Father's Day. And today in America and all over the world, we celebrate the solemnity of the most holy Trinity, Trinity Sunday. We remember that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. The mystery of the Trinity is the mystery of who God is in himself. A mystery deeper than the foundation of the universe. The deepest mystery that exists. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says, God has revealed his innermost secret. That God himself is an eternal exchange of love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, what can the depths of the mystery of the identity of God teach you and me about the practical realities of fatherhood and a family life in Thibodeau in 2019? St. Paul, in the Bible, begins to give us an answer. St. Paul was a celibate priest and a bishop, an apostle, who went around preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, who went around founding churches, who went around making disciples of his parishioners, so to speak, even though they didn't use that word yet. St. Paul often talked about his parishioners, so to speak, as his children, as his spiritual children. And so once he was writing to these spiritual children of his in a place called Ephesus. Ephesus is just a city. Remember, if you hear a weird name from the Bible that sounds like a city, just pretend that you're St. Paul and that you told him that you lived in Thibodeau. And then don't worry about the weird names anymore. So St. Paul is writing to his spiritual children in this place called Thibodeau, I mean Ephesus, and he says this. He says, I bow my knees before the Father. As a father, as a spiritual father, St. Paul knows that the first thing that he has to do for his spiritual children is get down on his knees before God the Father. He says, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. St. Paul says, I bow my knees before the Father. I bow my knees before the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit because it is from God that we learn the reality of family life. God has revealed his innermost secret that God himself is an eternal exchange of love and he has destined us to share in that exchange. And here's how this works. Every analogy that we use, every image or explanation that we use for this blessed trinity is going to fall short. It will not be adequate. 
But one way, one thing that can help us to begin to understand, or perhaps not understand, but to begin to enter into the mystery of the Trinity, into the mystery of the depths of God, is to say, it's, it's really, it's, it's, in some sense, it's simple. God the Father, he does one thing. He pours himself out. God the Father, he does one thing. He loves. And from all eternity, God the Father is pouring himself out in love to God the Son. God the Son, he does one thing. He loves. And so God the Son is for, is for eternity receiving the love of the Father. And in receiving the love of the Father, he's returning the Father's love back to him. And from all eternity, God the Father is doing one thing. He's pouring out his love to the Son. And God the Son is doing one thing. He's receiving the love of God and thereby returning that love to the Father. And that love, which is eternal, is in fact a person. The love that binds the Father and the Son is in fact a person and is eternal and is God. And that is the Holy Spirit. How are we, then, in our families, meant to imitate the Holy Trinity? St. John Paul II said that the family is the least inadequate analogy for the Trinity, and that the Trinity is a family. How are we, in our families, to imitate the life of the Trinity? Because that is where we will find happiness. That is where we will find joy. That is where we will find fulfillment. Note a couple things. In the Trinity, three persons, but one God. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all equally God and are all fully God. But it all starts with the Father. And that is true as we celebrate Father's Day in Thibodeau in 2019 with our earth, in our earthly families. It all starts with the Father. And what is the Father supposed to do? What are you fathers? What are we priests supposed to do? One thing. To pour ourselves out in love for our families. What does that look like? Who it, do we have like a human model for that? Do we have a physical, like on earth expression of the pouring himself out for us? Yeah. This is what fatherhood looks like in flesh. Practically, this is it. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Like this, pouring himself out for her, cleansing her by the washing of water and the word. God, the son, took on flesh, took on a human body, a human soul to show us, to show us how much he loves us to free us from our sins, to empower us to live a divine life. 
and to give us an example. The Bible says, actually Jesus himself says, as recorded in the Bible, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Do you want to know what the Father looks like? You, know, you want to know what fathers are supposed to do? Look at Jesus. The Bible says in another place that Jesus is the icon of the invisible God. If you want to know what God looks like, look at him. He is the icon of the invisible God. And you and I, especially fathers, are called to imitate the fatherhood of God. What a wonderful and what a lofty call, though not easy. St. Paul told you he is a spiritual father, as a priest and as a bishop, and he actually has the boldness, the audacity to tell his children, imitate me. That's what Paul says. That's in the Bible. He says, imitate me. Imitate you. I thought you were supposed to imitate Jesus. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. We fathers have the lofty call to be an icon of Jesus for our families. To be an icon of God the Father to our families. And the first step in that is bowing our knees before the Father and praying for our families. The second step of that is fasting for our families. Some spirits, some demons are not driven out except by prayer and fasting. And if you are not fasting, you are not living the Christian life. Unless you have some medical condition that prevents you from fasting, wherein you are offering your medical condition up as a sacrifice to the Lord. If we are not united to the suffering Christ on the cross, by receiving the sufferings that are given to us, and by taking on voluntarily, in appropriate ways, sufferings for the sake of the kingdom of God, for the sake of our families, for the sake of our loved ones, for the sake of the world. If we are not suffering with Jesus, we are not living the Christian life. Offer your sufferings with him. Father, how do I do that? It's very simple. Suffering. You're suffering. You have a headache. You fast. You decide, I'm going to um, only eat one meal on on Friday, and I'm going to offer that for my family. I'm going to skip breakfast on Tuesday. I'm going to offer that for my family. I'm going to skip lunch one day while I'm at work, and I'm going to offer that for the people in my workplace. How do I unite that? How do I offer that? It's very simple. When I feel the pain, a little hunger, the inconvenience, I say, Jesus, I offer this for my family. Jesus, I offer this for so-and-so. I know somebody who, um, who in the times in, in his rule of life when he fasts, sometimes he forgets what he's fasting for. And so he sets a, a reminder on his phone and it comes up like whenever he wakes up in the morning. Uh, let's pretend he wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning. So the reminder goes off at 6. And at 6 o'clock he sees it and it says, fast for my family. 
And so what he does is he clicks on it and he says, snooze for an hour. So then so he, he says a little prayer. He says, Jesus, I offer this sacrifice up for my family. And it ain't a big sacrifice at 6 o'clock because he just woke up. Um, but then at 7 o'clock or at 7.30 or whenever after the hour passed that he checks his phone, he's like, oh, I forgot I was supposed to be praying for those people. Jesus, I offer this little sacrifice for my family. And then he snoozes it again for an hour. And I tell you what, by the time it's noon and he's hungry and he's, all he wants to do is complain about how he's hungry or how he's hurting, oh, praise God for that reminder. That's why I'm doing this. Jesus, I offer this little sacrifice for my family. And all day, and then before he goes to bed, he just clicks complete. Wow. All day. Praying for his family. Okay, but there's two more things. We can't just pray and fast for our families, but we've got to pray and fast in appropriate ways with our families. My dad, when he would tell me something uh, particularly wise or where he would tell me something, just give me some advice that I just really needed to do, and he was right, he would say, uh, do as I say, not as I do. That's bad advice. My dad and I, we have a good relationship, and we laugh about that. And actually, even when I was a kid, we would laugh about that because um, he, he, he knew darn good and well that was bad advice. Um, but he was, he was humble. He was humble enough to say, hey, I don't, do, I don't do this right all the time either. Praise God um, for my dad's humility. I'm very grateful for that. But guys, just saying it isn't enough. Even, even in some ways, just doing it isn't enough. But for leading your family, like your family's got to see you do it. You got to do it with them. Teach them how to pray by your words and by your deeds. Teach them how to fast by your words and by your deeds. Do not abdicate your responsibility, my brothers, of being the spiritual leader in your family. That ain't your wife's job. It's your job to be the spiritual leader in your family. You and your wife are a team, and y'all both have to pull your weight. Pope Pius XI, he said that, Well, following the scriptures, he repeated that man is the head of the family. The husband is the head of the family. And he said, if the husband is the head, then the wife is the heart. Do not, my brothers, please, I beg you, do not ignore your responsibility to be the head of your family. Do not, I beg you, Ignore your responsibility to be especially the spiritual leader in your family, the leader in prayer, the leader in fasting, the leader in virtue. Say like St. Paul, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And say like my daddy, hey, I don't do it right all the time. And sometimes it is going to be doing as I say, not as I do. Not because I'm trying to be a hypocrite, but just because I'm a weak human being. We all are. I sin. I make mistakes. I mess up. Sometimes I don't father you well as a priest. And, and we all make mistakes. And, like, and, and that's okay. We get on our knees. We go to confession. We ask God for forgiveness, and he gives us forgiveness. We ask the people we hurt for forgiveness. But do not, for fear of making a mistake, 
fail to dare to lead. See, here's what it means, I think, to be the heart of the family, like a mother is. Scott Hahn, in his book, First Comes Love, he says um, that there's a way in which, in which mothers and wives imitate the Holy Spirit. He said that if, remember, the Father is always pouring out his love to the Son, the Son is receiving the love and always giving love back to the Father, and the Holy Spirit is the love, the person, that, the love that binds the Father and the Son. Scott Hahn says, and I think he's right, that a mother, being the heart of the family, is that, that principle, it's the mother's heart that binds the family together. It's the mother who keeps the family together in many, many ways. It's the mother who makes sure, as best as you can, that no one is left behind. But here's the thing. If we fathers abdicate our responsibility of leading, if, our fa- if we fathers abdicate our responsibility as the head, then our wives are going to, then your wives are going to heroically try to step up and be the head and the heart. And praise God for heroic women who step up and who do what they got to do. But your wife deserves better than that. She deserves for you to take your job as the head that she might be focused on her job as the heart. Pray with your families. Pray for your families. And here's the last thing. And I got to say the last thing because without, without the last thing, none of this works. That's the image of fatherhood. I can't do that. And neither can you. The only way that you and I can do that is if we are living in the grace of God. The only way that you and I can do that is if we are receiving the power of the Holy Spirit and allowing God to work through us. Here's the thing. If we commit mortal sin, we are cut off from the life of God. That's what Jesus says in John chapter 15 when he speaks of the vine and the branches. That's what St. John says in 1 John chapter 5. If we commit mortal sin, we are cut off from God, and we cannot lead our families after the image of Christ. So I beg you, my brothers, go to confession. It is a requirement of the Catholic Church. If you are Catholic, you are required to go to confession at least once a year. Whether you got mortal, whether you got mortal sin or only venial sin, you go to confession once a year, period. That's the rule, and it's a good one. But my brothers, if you find yourself struggling with mortal sin, perhaps habitually, habitually, perhaps occasionally, perhaps, man, I hadn't committed a mortal sin in 10 years, but God forbid I've I've fallen into one. 
Come to confession because we cannot lead our families from a place of mortal sin. We cannot lead our families if we're missing mass on Sunday or looking at pornography or masturbating or getting drunk. We cannot lead our families well if we are seriously taking the Lord's name in vain or if we are stealing seriously or if we are lying in serious ways such as perjury. We cannot lead our families if we are Freemasons or if we are doing other things that are contrary to the teaching of the church, to the teaching of Jesus, to the teaching of the Bible, we cannot lead our families from a place of mortal sin. Now, like I told you about my, my own dad, he was humble enough, praise God, to say, hey, I don't do it right all the time. He was humble enough to say, hey, I mess up sometimes. And if you mess up sometimes, like join the club. Some of us will only mess up in venial sins. Some of us will mess up sometime from time to time in mortal sins. God forbid, please spare us from mortal sin, Lord God. But if you mess up, come to confession. After Mass, uh, we're going to have some little little gifts for you, I think, in the back. Um, And also, um, whoever's at the information desk will pull out from under the information desk some pamphlets with an examination of conscience. That way they get mortal sins or whether you just got venial sins, I invite you to go to the information desk for anybody, but especially if you're a father. Take a pamphlet. Take it home this week. And take some time, seriously, looking inside that pamphlet. And then on Saturday, Father Mark's going to be in the confessional all day. From 9 in the morning until right before 4 o'clock mass. 9 to 345. He's going to be in the confessional all day. Waiting for you waiting to impart to you the mercy of God. I beg you, brothers, to take advantage of the gift of God's mercy. Pray for your family. Pray with your family. And through the humility of repentance, be an example to your family of how to follow Jesus that we might be disciples of Jesus Christ together, and that we might together attain the glory of God in heaven. Amen.